you want to have victory over the flesh, victory over the world, you feed on that manna because Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. One of the greatest lies of the devil is that you will wind up on the losing end if you put Jesus first. Hi everybody and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire and thank you for joining us. Today we're continuing the series on First Things, where we're focusing on Jesus' promise of provision when you and I put the kingdom of God first. Many people fail to put God's kingdom first out of the fear that they will get the raw end of the deal. We reason that putting Jesus first in a 100% commitment to Him will somehow stunt what we could have done with our lives, that our potential and the things we want out of life will be lost. But that's just not true. Today we're going to see how Jesus promised that the stuff the world lives and dies to obtain will be added to the genuine seeker of His kingdom as a side benefit. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share part two of the message, All good things will be yours. Over and over again, we have based our lives on the teachings of Jesus. So if he's right about that, don't you think he's right when he says, if you seek first the kingdom of God, you will not be the loser, but you will be the winner, and I will bring into your life every good and worthwhile thing? Amen? Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? I read this week, Bill Gates of Microsoft, it looks like he's going to become the first trillionaire in the history of the world. Can you imagine balancing that checkbook? Not the first billionaire or multi-billionaire. He's been a multi-billionaire for some time. The first trillionaire. But let me tell you the truth. He who is saved, who has the Holy Ghost living in his heart, who is heaven-bound and not hell-bound, who is forgiven, who has experienced amazing grace, how sweet the sound, is richer than Bill Gates and any other billionaire or multimillionaire. Because Jesus said you can gain the whole world. And if you're a trillionaire, you pretty much own the world. You can gain the whole world. But lose your soul. So true success is finding the will of God and doing it. And seeking first the kingdom of God is the way to that success. You will not ever do it without seeking first the kingdom of God. Now there's a second blessing Jesus mentioned. And I love this one. Freedom from worry. How many of you worry about worrying? I came from a family of warriors. I really did. I, I say this all the time. If you've been here a while, you've heard me say it. But my family was a family of warriors, especially on my dad's side. I have relatives in New York that if you don't want to worry about it, you call them and they'll worry about it for you. They don't have to know you. They'll worry for you. 
And when I came into the kingdom of God, I had learned to respond to the adversities of life by worrying. And I had to renew my mind. I mean, renew my thinking. So, so I memorized Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 is all about being delivered from worry. And particularly, worry about provision issues. Jesus said, if you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added to you. And then he told us what all these things are. Food, shelter, clothing, the basic necessities of life. They are the provision issues. He said, if you seek first my kingdom, I will take care of the provision issues in your life. Listen to what Jesus said. So don't worry about these things, saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? All these things. Now listen to the words of Jesus here. These things dominate. Everybody say dominate. Now I want you to say something else with me. Something dominates everybody's day. When you go through a day, something is dominating your thoughts. Something is dominating what's in your mind. You're either dominated by worry, dominated by fear, dominated by lust, or you're dominated by faith. You're dominated by God's peace. Jesus said, these things, worry about provision issues, dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. I'm going to say it again. Your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. And then comes verse 33. So seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. That's a promise. I can walk on it. I can stand on it. I can sleep on it. I can live by it. I can die by it. If it's in the red ink, I can walk on that water. Amen? Amen. Now, think with me what Jesus is saying. Everything the ungodly are chronically worried about and spend their lives chasing after will be added to you as a side benefit to putting God first. So it takes the worry out of provision issues in your life. When it comes down to is this, if you trust him as your savior, we must also trust him as our teacher and our guide. Jesus is the greatest philosopher that ever lived. He taught us about life and living, and he made promises to those who believe in him. He said, if you seek me, if I'm number one, if you're really after me, I'm a rewarder. I'm a rewarder of those who diligently seek me, and I'm going to take care of every provision issue in your life. If he tells us, seek first the kingdom of God, we're safe in doing so. Listen to Matthew Henry, great Bible commentator. Here's what he said. Say not that this putting God first is the way to starve. No, it's the way to be well provided for, even in this world. Another commentator, Matthew Poole, said this, And for the things of this life, it shall fare with you as it did with Solomon, who asked not for riches and honor, but he asked for wisdom, and had the riches and honor added as well. Seek first the kingdom, and you shall have your necessities. Now, mentioning Solomon, let me just take you back a little bit and show you what Solomon did. The Bible says in 1 Kings 3, verse 5, wisest man in all the world was the wisest man in all the world because he asked God for wisdom. Watch this. Verse 5, that night, the day that he was coronated, that night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream 
And God said, what do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. What do you love for Jesus to walk up to you right now and say, what do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. What do you want? I wonder what a lot of us would ask for. You know, Lord, there's that car, that beautiful Lexus SUV. Or there's that house over there in that other neighborhood, Lord. Oh, I would love that. I wonder what we would, how we would respond to that. Ask me whatever you want. You've got one request. Ask me whatever you want. What would we do with that? Solomon replied, Give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. Now look at God's response. So God replied, Because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth, or the death of your enemies, I will do what you have asked. But it gets better. Keep reading. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so there will never be anyone like you ever again. And then verse 13, and I will also give you, read the next few words with me, what you did not ask for, riches and honor. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. Do you see what happened there? Solomon put the kingdom first. He said, Lord, you've made me king over all your people. So I'm not asking for myself. I'm not asking for something to spend on my own pleasures. But, Lord, I'm asking you for wisdom so that I can guide the people of your kingdom and serve the kingdom of God. And God says, you've got it. And because you asked for that and sought first my kingdom, I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for. Riches, honor, blessing, fame. See, he got all that by default, by simply seeking first the kingdom of God. See, here's the delusion a lot of people fall under in our day, in our culture, is that stuff will make you happy. We believe things will make us happy. More stuff, more happiness. Nicer car, nicer house, nicer income. My happiness goes up according to what I acquire according to my material riches. But you know what? The evidence is all around us that that's not true. It's fake. It's false. It's a false belief. Because we routinely read of wealthy Hollywood movie stars whose marriages fall apart all the time, who end up alcoholics or hooked on some drug and even lose their lives because of the drug, who are clearly not happy, though they seem to have absolutely everything that life can give you, we read of multimillionaires and billionaires and now Bill Gates, a trillionaire, who wind up lonely and lost, who commit suicide or live jumping from relationship to broken relationship in search of happiness and fulfillment, and they never seem to find it. Let me tell you why. Listen to me, church. Having money might make life easier, and it does, but there's one thing money can't and never has and never will do for you. Money cannot fill that place in your soul meant only for God. Money can't touch it. Money can't reach it. Money can't get there. You can have it all by this world's standards, but still have an empty ache deep down inside for the love of God. I've always believed 
The people that turn to the bottle or turn to some drug or go from relationship to relationship are looking for God and they just don't know it. They're looking for that peace. They're looking for his love. They're looking for God's acceptance. They want to be embraced by unconditional love. They want what only God can provide. And they just don't know that that's what they're searching for at the end of that bottle. But it's not there. Judy Garland, one of the most famous movie stars of all time, who starred in The Wizard of Oz and sang that great song, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, once said, quote, it's lonely and cold at the top. Lonely and cold. If I'm a legend, then why am I so lonely? One person who knew the beautiful and immensely talented Whitney Houston said Though she sang about love so beautifully, she never managed to find love herself. Beautiful, talented, had it all, but couldn't find love. I've often wished I could have found Judy, talked to Whitney, said, listen to me. You've got the money, you've got the fame, you've got it all. You're known all over the world, but you need to be known by the one who really matters. Because only he can fill your soul. Only he can give you joy. Only he can lift you out of the pit. Only he, by his amazing grace, can carry you from dark to light, from death to life, from hell to heaven, from blind to sight. Only he. There is a hole in the soul, I promise you, of every human being that cries out, it cries out, For the love of God and money can't buy it for you. No relationship can fulfill it on earth. That hole in your soul must be filled by the one for whom it was made. God. The blood of Jesus Christ shed for our sins is the only currency God has ever accepted to redeem our souls and restore us back to him. The blood. See that Savior on that cross? Stretching out this way as if to hug all of mankind. Reaching up. That once you receive his embrace, he takes you up into the presence of God. That cross where Jesus' blood was shed. That's where all things really come together. I was talking to a lady in the first service. She came down in the altar, her heart is broken, she's weeping, and she said, Pastor Jeff, me and my husband, we've been through bankruptcy, we have lost everything, it all began when we began to depart from God, we drifted away from God, and now we don't know what to do. He won't come to church anymore. He doesn't believe. I'm standing here desperate. What do I do? And I said, I'm going to tell you what you do. You do what I've done every time I have found myself in a situation that seemed impossible. I made Jesus first. I checked my life out. Is the kingdom of God first? Is the kingdom of God number one for me right now? Or have I drifted away from the number oneness of Jesus Christ? And if I have, I get it right. I get it back. Because you notice, when you drift from God, it starts affecting every area of your life. When you come back to God, it starts affecting every area of your life. Put the kingdom first. Make Jesus your first pursuit. 
And all good things will added by God himself. So say with me, maximum success. Freedom from worry. And then there's one last thing I want to say. Thirdly, you can change your life by changing your priorities. Now, you might say to me, and some of you would, because people have said this to me. Jeff, I'm just too busy. I got bills to pay, kids to raise, people to see, places to go things to do. My life is just too busy. I can't be all religious like this. I can't do what you're saying. But let me ask you a question. Would Jesus ever command us to do something we can't do? No. If Jesus says, seek first the kingdom, then he knows it's within our power to grab hold of our time and prioritize our life around his kingdom, or he wouldn't have told us to do it. And let me just be honest with you today. If your life is not prioritized around the kingdom of God, your priorities are wrong. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, your priorities are wrong. Because any believer says when they get up in the morning, here's how I get up in the morning. I get up in the morning, I go grab coffee, I go straight to my chair, I get my Bible, and I begin with the kingdom of God. I can't wait. It is the highlight of my day. I'm not trying to sound spiritual. I'm just telling you it's the highlight of my day. I soak it in. It is the manna that I feed on. God, to the children of Israel, he said to them, I've given you manna, which means what is it? I've given you manna, and here's the way it's going to work. You've got to gather that manna every morning, and if you try to eat yesterday's manna today, you're going to find that yesterday's manna rotted and it stinketh. You can't live on yesterday's blessing. You can't live on yesterday's word. You've got to have a fresh word every single day. We need manna every single day. God was teaching us by them to seek God every day, seek him in the morning, and get that fresh manna. You can't live off the fumes of yesterday's favor. You need favor today. You can't live off of yesterday's blessing. You need blessing today. We need to seek him daily and get that manna. So I get that manna, and I feed on that manna. And then I feel ready to go out and face the world, the flesh, and the devil. If you want to walk in the flesh and not in the spirit, don't get with God. But if you want to have victory over the flesh, victory over the world, victory over sin, then you get up every day and you feed on that manna because Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. So can you say with me, change your priorities and change your life? See, I know, I know you can do it because everybody in this room knows how to prioritize their time around what they care about. For instance, most of you have already prioritized completely around an event featuring two groups of grown men chasing a pigskin down a field to run it between two steel poles followed by millions of people going temporarily insane with screaming, jumping, and various and even dangerous bodily contortions. You're going to scream in your house. You're going to go nuts, and you're going to eat a bunch of guacamole, and you're going to fellowship with people, and there isn't anything. Listen, you have prioritized 5.30 Central Time Sunday afternoon, and not one thing is going to move you, distract you, lure you, or otherwise mess with the sacred and holy Super Bowl. So you know how to put something first. 
Amen. I told my daughter this morning, she's over here. See, she calls me every Sunday morning to make sure I'm up. Can you believe that? Now, I'm being real transparent with you. She calls me every Sunday morning to make sure I'm up, and I appreciate that. And I woke up this morning, and, and I woke up 15 minutes later than usual. I realized she hadn't called. So I said, my daughter failed to prioritize her daddy. So I went ahead and got in the Word like I usually do, and I was just kind of getting ready. And about an hour and 20 minutes later than she usually would have called, my cell phone goes off. And I know who it is. There it is, Julia Daughter. So I said, I'm going to get her because this could have been real trouble for me. So I did this. I did this. Hello? She goes, Dad. And I said, yeah, what's wrong? She says, Dad, it's 8 o'clock. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and I said, oh, no, I got to go. And I hung up and I smiled. And I let her suffer for about 30 minutes. She called again. Dad, are you okay? I said, Julia, I've been up. I was up in time. I was just getting you. I'm preaching on priorities today, Julia, and you didn't prioritize me. I forgive her, but I thought today she was going to come into church steaming mad at me, but you forgive me, I forgive you. She almost cried. All I'm saying is this. Forget about that statement. I'm really a nice dad, but here's the deal. You've got to grab hold of time and say, I'm going to put the kingdom first. It's not the only thing you do. It's the number one thing you do. I want you to say with me, Seeking the kingdom first brings maximum success, freedom from worry, a changed life. Well, as I like to say, when all else fails, follow directions. Jesus couldn't be more clear that if we keep his kingdom as the main thing in life, he will take care of our needs. You know, it's topics like these that we need to hear over and over in our walk with God. And that's why our announcer is about to share how you can obtain this rich series of messages for your own Christian library. It is sure to be a repeated inspiration down the road in times of trial, uncertainty, and need. So don't touch that dial just yet as our announcer is about to tell you how easy it is for you to obtain this series on First Things. And be sure to join us next time where I'll be talking about the importance of keeping the kingdom of God first in your relationships. Until then, may God's rich blessings be yours. Now you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home, your car, or wherever you may be to lead you on the exciting journey of building up your Christian walk in faith, hope, and love. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. 
These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. You will begin to understand just how much our Heavenly Father loves you and the whole world. So call now, toll free, 877-884-3111. Or just log on anytime, day or night to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again, or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now, or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. All good things will be yours. It's the fourth message of Pastor Jeff's series. First, keeping the main thing, the main thing. You can own a copy of this six CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series. First, keeping the main thing, the main thing. For only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast. Music.